So even though what I thought I was doing was helpful, it was not legally okay. And so I said, okay, no problem, lesson learned. And even though it's a tough lesson, it's one that I would rather learn now than later. And I thank God again for that correction because when we think about the meaning of death, it literally could have been the destruction of something that I've worked hard to build, but at the same time, not thinking about the implications because what it seemed like was that this was a new norm. So when you know better, you do better because wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. The many that we observe, sometimes we start to emulate the many, but God has called us to be set apart. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Confidence Restored podcast presented by CC America, also known as Confidence Centers of America and hosted by Tamaria Jordan. This is a show designed to help you build your confidence, increase your faith and get mentally fit to overcome any trials and tribulations you may encounter. Through personal testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation, Tamaria and guests seek to inspire and uplift you. This message is delivered by us, CCing you on lessons learned in hopes of encouraging you regardless of where you are in life. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to a live taping of the Confidence Restored podcast. I am your host, Tamaria Jordan, and I am coming to you with a quick lesson. The reason that I call this three strikes is because yesterday I actually learned a very important lesson. And I realized that sometimes some of the hardest lessons end up being the biggest blessings. And I share that because I realized that sometimes we may do things not intentionally, but in our minds because we see everyone else doing it and it seems popular. It seems like, you know, there's no harm in our actions. We think it's okay. But I thank God for revelation. I thank God for condemnation. I think, and not condemnation that stays with you, but uh, let me rephrase that. I thank God for correction because there's a difference between condemnation and correction. The word says, therefore, there is no condemnation uh, for those essentially who love God and who are free and free because of his grace, not because of what we can do. And so I do need, I'm going to look up that scripture actually, so I can give you all that uh, particular scripture. But in Romans 1 17, it says, so in Christ, our sins have been forgiven and there is no condemnation. And Oftentimes when we do something that we aren't proud of, we feel condemned. And so that actually makes me want to look up the definition of condemnation because I think it's important context for this particular situation and the lesson that I learned the hard way. So condemnation means the expression of very strong disapproval or censure. It also can mean the action of condemning someone to a punishment or sentencing. And I don't think it's by mistake that I ended up getting those words confused because that actually is in line with what occurred. So without getting into too much detail, um, what I will say is that I, for instance, with regard to posting on social media, this is actually a lesson that I think many people probably need to hear because of the age of social media, oftentimes we see things posted and reposted and we think it's okay. 
Well, technically, by law, it is not okay because it is not something that we own. Um, because of copyrights, there are protections in place for people for their intellectual property, the things that they create. So it gives individuals the exclusive right to utilize their content, copy it, distribute it, adapt it. But that does not give the rest of us license to do the same and rightfully so. And so um, on social media, because this is something that we see happening often on TikTok, where you can repurpose a video using someone else's voice and or content. You can share their video because they give you the option. It doesn't necessarily mean that it gives you the right. And I thought that was such a powerful lesson. And the reason I called it three strikes is literally I looked at a massive explosion of followers and views on my YouTube, it was not for the videos in question, but it was because of other videos that had been posted, some of which were my own, others were videos that were reshared. But what I found interesting is that once you start to gain some momentum, it's easy for people to take notice. And that even includes the fact that I've had certain videos posted for quite some time that just kind of went under the radar. And in my mind, I was promoting other individuals. However, I don't get to decide whether or not I can promote them. For instance, in my mind, I know my intent. I know my heart is to be excited, to share, and then link back to the individual or tag the person or say, hey, check out this message or what have you. That alone does not necessarily help that individual understand intent. And so I was like, wow, Lord, thank you for that revelation. Because while you may see this being this being a norm from a society standpoint, it doesn't mean that it's the norm, nor does it mean that it's acceptable. So literally within less than 30 minutes, I received two out of three strikes that could result in my entire page being terminated. And literally it happened in an instant, which made me think about life and sin. There's a lot of things that happen in an instant because we don't realize that what we're doing can be detrimental. And this situation, I went ahead and deleted any content associated with uh, said individuals because I felt like that was the right thing to do. Obviously, it is their content and regardless of my intent and wanting to share their message and promote what they're doing, that was not my decision to make. Without permission, regardless of how many videos I may see posted on social media, it doesn't give me the right. It doesn't give me the legal right to do the same. And so what I did is I went through every social media page I had. I went through my YouTube and I deleted anything that I did not personally create myself and anything that I shared that was created by someone else just to avoid any confusion in the future. Um, and also it was a reminder to me about life. I thank God that he does not condemn us. Uh, like I said in that scripture, it, in Romans, because of Christ, we don't have to live in a state of condemnation. But what essentially happened is exactly what the word condemn means. There was a consequence because of my action. So literally in less than 30 minutes, what I started years ago could literally completely come to a halt and or be deleted 
because of an action that honestly, my intentions were not bad, but to someone else from the outside looking in, they don't know what my intent is. But luckily for us in the kingdom of God, God knows our hearts. He knows our intentions as well. Um, so I thought about what that means in the context of life. And I looked up Proverbs 14, 12, and it says, there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. Again, Proverbs 14, verse 12, there is a way to a lot of us that seems right because society makes it appear as though it's right. But in the end, it leads to death. And when we think about death, death doesn't necessarily have to mean a natural death um, when I'm speaking about it in this particular context. But when we look up death, we oftentimes think of the end because essentially the main definition is the action or fact of dying or being killed, the end of life of a personal organism. It can also mean the state of being dead. And that's what I mean in this particular case. Things that are dead are things that are not alive. They are, aren't living. Another definition can mean the destruction or permanent end of something or a damaging or destructive state of affairs. So even though what I thought I was doing was helpful, it was not legally okay. And so I said, okay, no problem. Lesson learned. And even though it's a tough lesson, it's one that I would rather learn now than later. And I thank God again for that correction, because when we think about the meaning of death, it literally could have been the destruction of something that I've worked hard to build, but at the same time, not thinking about the implications because what it seemed like was that this was a new norm. This is what appears to be right in the age of social media, even though 10, 12 years ago, we would never do the things that we do now in terms of reposting content and things of that nature. But many of us, again, we might think that it's right when in all actuality, the individual who has the right to their content can at any time request legally that it be removed. And so then I was like, oh God, that was a great revelation. Even though the situation was a, I will say it wasn't a bad one, actually. I, in my mind, I was like, oh, you know what? That makes a whole lot of sense. Didn't think about it that way because in my mind, like I said, I know my intent in my heart was to promote. However, I did not get permission from the individuals to promote their content. And again, even though their content wasn't what escalated the site to where it is now, it still brought more attention to who is this little person over here? Now they're gaining some traction. Like what is happening? Who is this person? And I need to pay attention. And in paying attention, realize, wait a minute, they reposted some of my content. I would like to have it removed. And again, that is their right. So then God brought me to Matthew 7. And that says, Matthew 7, verse 13, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. And I said, again, thank you, God, for correction and also revelation. I've heard both of these scriptures many times, but 
it didn't connect and resonate with me like it does now. And I use that example of a copyright claim due to the fact that it's something that is live. It's something that happened, but I can change how I respond to it. So what I did is I removed everything that belongs to anyone else, anything, any quotes, whatever the case is. I said, you know what? That's fine. I'm going to scrub all of my pages because who I am is enough. I don't necessarily need to promote someone else's stuff on my page unless they give me permission and or ask me to do so. And even though it might be well-intentioned and I'm trying to promote what someone else is doing without permission, it can become a problem. And so when we think about the narrow and wide gates, social media is a wide gate. Many people are walking through that gate, but just because it exists, it doesn't negate any other legal laws that still apply. And many of us don't think about that, especially when we think about posting because different platforms let us reuse content. It lets us remix it or repost it or stitch it or duet or whatever the case is. And uh, let me rephrase what I said earlier. I will, if the content provider permits you to duet or stitch, I will duet, stitch, things like that because it's granted permission through the TikTok app, but other apps don't necessarily allow you to do that. And if they do, it's within the parameters of what's approved by that content creator. So I want to make that clear as well. The advice that I would give to anyone just from a life standpoint is do your research and look at the policies for each platform because it can very well be different depending on the platform because now YouTube even permits you to remix shorts, um, which before that was not a feature, I don't believe. I think that's relatively new where you can actually reuse someone's content on your page, but you have to do it through the context of the remix. Same thing with Instagram. You can reuse someone's content, but you actually have to click the button within the app that permits you to do so. So the difference between the situation I was in is this was posted way before shorts came along on YouTube, um, some of them. And so it was me like maybe recording my TV screen or my screen and reposting it with the link to the actual message or highlighting who the individual is and sharing my adoration for them. Even still, again, the person does not know my intent. I also decided on my own will and volition to go ahead and send an apology and let them know that was not my intent. It is what it is. I, I learned my lesson and I also took the content down. I deleted it permanently, which I personally felt like that was the right thing to do. So when we think about those narrow and wide gates, there are a lot of things like in the word, it says that it seems right in Proverbs 14, but we're reminded in Matthew 7 that we should enter through the narrow gate, the one that not everyone is following because we know better. So when you know better, you do better because wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. The many that we observe, sometimes we start to emulate the many, but God has called us to be set apart. And I'm grateful he's called me to be set apart because he deposits things in my spirit all the time. And oftentimes I just record it. Some of it I never share, 
but I'm so glad that I have gotten over the fear, for instance, of not sharing it. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. I am grateful for the blessings that God has bestowed in my life. I'm grateful for the person that he has made me um, into through life experiences and situations. And I'm grateful for what he's doing in my life because I know and wholeheartedly believe that it will be a blessing to someone. And I feel blessed as well because as I speak and I share these things and these lessons learned, I am also building and increasing my faith and also growing and learning as an individual. And so when I think about life, I think about other situations. There is so much in this world uh, that's coming at us. We're getting messages from the media, messages from other people. And oftentimes we forget that who God made us is enough. You are enough just how you are. In fact, the word reminds us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And it is so true because we are. And I will give you all that scripture reference as well um, in case anyone wants to read the scripture and or the whole chapter. I always encourage people to read the whole chapter because there's a lot of nuggets in there that you will get beyond just a particular scripture. So I tend to do that. Like Matthew 7 is full of a lot of reminders, tips. It talks about removing the plank from your own eye before you point out the speck in your brother's eye. It talks about asking, seeking, knocking. So essentially having that faith. It talks about the narrow and wide gates, but so much more. So the scripture that I was referring to in terms of being fearfully and wonderfully made is in Psalm 139, 14. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And what that means is he made you to be who you are. You are complex. You are unique. God's workmanship to create you is marvelous. And I think once we realize that, we'll realize we don't necessarily need to walk in anyone else's shoes. We don't need other people to endorse us in order for God to elevate us. God can do it all by himself. And ironically, the beginning of this year, I wrote in my journal that in this season, God is going to do things by himself, meaning I will not need to give credit to another person. Um, because I will see that it was God's hand that moved in my life. And let me be clear. It's not that I'm saying God cannot use other people. And I'm grateful for the people that God has placed in my life. So let me make sure that I'm clear on that. I appreciate and I will tell people thank you for the support that they've had along my journey. I thank each of you for tuning in and even listening and patronizing this show. I appreciate it with my whole heart. What I want to make clear is that God is reminding me there are some things in our life that he wants to get the full credit for because only he can do it. It is the miraculous works of God. He can utilize other people to help us to get there, but you will still see his hand on your life. And you will only be able to say it was nothing but the grace of God that got me here. Because it's the grace of God that saves us. It's the grace of God that wakes us up every morning. It is his grace. It is his mercy that allows us to be able to do the things that we do. There's a reason why I'm still breathing. There's a reason why you're still breathing. And here is the funny thing that also happened after 
you know, that whole debacle where I, um, I didn't even see the email until much later in the evening. But when I came back home, I looked at my computer and I was like, whoa, what happened? Like, how did I go from having a clear record to two strikes <laughs> just that quickly? And I said, whoa, okay, what do I need to do? So I attended copyright school as a part of the, the YouTube program, even though I felt like I had a pretty good understanding. But again, the knowledge that you might have on certain topics, because you see other people do certain things, you start to forget what you know. And it's much like the Bible. It's much like our experience as children of Christ. Don't ever forget what you know because of what you see other people do. And sometimes for, especially for Christians, you may look at other people who are esteemed in the limelight and you may look at them and see what they do and then start to alter how you move and how you operate. And God's like, I didn't tell you to look at them. I told you to look at me. Don't look out, look up, look up to God and let him show you what you need to do. Let him order your path. Let him order your steps. Let him show you the right way. So ironically, my daughter, it was hilarious. Um, so for anyone that is going to listen to this show, I do encourage you to check it out on YouTube so you can actually see the visual that I'm about to play. But my daughter literally had on her doll's shoes. She put them on last night. Now, this is after, you know, like I said, the situation. And we went upstairs and I was preparing her for bed. And she just started walking around in her Cabbage Patches shoes. And I looked down and I was like, what in the world do you have on your feet? And I said, how did you even walk in here with those shoes on? Well, she did a pretty good job. So I just showed on my screen for anyone that's watching the video, my daughter walking in the shoes. And I'm going to play it again just because it's hilarious. But you'll see how small these shoes are that she stuffed her feet into. And she tried to walk in them. And I mean, she did well considering. But what I will say is that's how we look when we try to walk in shoes that weren't made for us. We try to fit ourselves into a mold. And God is like, I put you here on this earth to break the mold. I didn't put you here to stay in a box. I didn't put you here to copy after someone else. I put you here to be you. And that is why confidence restored is so important for me because many of us may allow other people to dictate what we do, how we do it, how we move. And even in Matthew 7, many of us can probably be guilty of some of the same things, but I love what it reminds us about judging others. So verse one through six, some people may say, oh, I would never do that until it happens to them. So verse one starts, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. And in and of itself, that is powerful. And I remember uh, verse seven, or excuse me, verse six in chapter seven of Matthew, because when I looked up, even like what it means to rend, to tear apart someone violently, to tear them down, 
Like literally when you give of yourself, your very best to people that don't deserve it or people that don't know how to handle the gift, they will trample you. They may tear you apart, but thank God that he restores. And so I, I find it interesting in this hour that there is so much that is happening in this world, but the word reminds us that the gates for those that enter into heaven will be narrow. And even it goes into uh, true and false disciples in verse 21. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. And that in and of itself is a hard pill to swallow, especially because people may believe that they're doing the right thing. And even for me, I have to repent on a daily because there's things I may think or things I may say, um, things that I may do knowingly or unknowingly that may go against what God has for my life or may go against his principles. And and that's why I say we're, none of us are perfect, but at the end of the day, I thank God that he judges our heart. Whereas people, they may judge us outwardly, but they may not know our heart and they may not know our intent. So it's best that we do you know, walk in prudence. So essentially being aware of what's right and at least giving careful thought to the decisions that we make, regardless of what we may see other people do and or get away with, because you may not. And there is another scripture that I want to find before I wrap up today's show. And it is about the, um, I believe it's called the unforgiving servant, uh, but let me make sure. It is Matthew 18, I believe. This parable is powerful, let me tell you. Um, okay, I think I found it. The parable of the unmerciful servant. And I will read this to you in one moment. I want to make sure that this is actually the right scripture. And I believe that it is. Um, and this is good because oftentimes people won't give grace, but they expect grace in return. So the parable of the unmerciful servant, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. 
Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. He gave him three strikes. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me. So essentially, he let him go with a warning. He didn't even give him a strike. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all that he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. And that parable is so powerful again because it speaks to so many things with regard to our society. People want grace that they don't give. People want to be forgiven, but don't forgive. People want to do things and have, they want, they want what they're not willing to give out to others. So if you want people to be patient with you, be patient with others. If you want people to care about you, care about others. It's really simple. Um, But the word reminds us of this, but how often do we fall into the trap of forgetting that when it comes to situations involving us? So when I say that this was bigger than just that situation, it was a lesson learned. And literally, I didn't feel any type of way. I am still going to support that individual and continue to, you know, tune in when I can and listen and support that way. But there's other ways I can support unless I have their permission going forward to promote what they're doing because they are someone who is widely known. In their mind, they don't necessarily need my support because everyone already knows who they are. Or not everyone, but a lot of people already know who they are. But in my mind, I am one person, another individual just trying to um, share and promote and The good thing is I can still support that individual, but I may just have to go about it a different way. So for instance, I can promote them by just resharing their entire message. It may just be a a snippet that really resonates with me, but I can can literally reshare the entire message and then put a timestamp. So that's an easy way, a solution where I can still promote the individual, but I just have to go about it a different way. And that totally makes sense to me. And even when you think about your own self, I wouldn't want anyone to just take things that I've created and recreate them and repurpose it as their own. Um, Now, what what I will say is I did not do that. I actually shared the person's content and tagged them um, and also made sure that I highlighted where the message came from so that other people could go and listen. But even still, for that particular individual, That is not something that they would prefer that people do, and they have that right. Sometimes I think, especially in today's age, people get offended so easily because they're like, how dare you do this to me? When if you think about it from the other person's perspective, you may take a step back and say, you know what? I understand where they're coming from. And that was the the way that I handled it. I was like, oh, you know what? That's a good point. Didn't think about it that way because literally I see it all the time, but that again, does not make it right. So I hope that this message really encourages you to really take stock of 
where you are in life. And you may notice if you are watching the visual podcast that I was also promoting in the banner, the Perspective View podcast. It's another CC America podcast that was created. And um, we haven't gone live in a while on that particular channel. It is listed under my YouTube channel. Uh, there are a few episodes, but essentially when I think about even this situation, it's a different perspective. I had a perspective because I knew my intent. They also have a perspective and they have a right to have their perspective the same way that I have a right to have my perspective. So everyone has the right to have a different perspective and we don't get to dictate what that perspective is. So I appreciate each of you tuning in week after week to listen to the Confidence Restored podcast. I hope that it blesses your spirit and that it helps restore your faith in God and who he says you are, not the situations that you may have gone through, the people that you may have encountered, the things that, that may have been said about you, that you would remember who you are and whose you are. So on that note, keep on keeping on. Thank you for tuning in to another live taping of the Confidence Restored podcast by CC America. We are grateful that you tune in week after week and join us for testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. Please be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe and let others know that you are listening to the Confidence Restored podcast. You can also now buy us a coffee to show appreciation at buymeacoffee.com forward slash CC America. Until next time, be blessed.